Welcome back to Bread and Butter, everybody, where we're serving up the basics for Hearthstone improvements. I am Tito Santana. Uh, Doc is not able to be here today. He's moving across the country. But I am joined by Ron Mexico. Ron, how are you tonight? I'm doing great, Tito. Thanks for having me on. Well, it's our pleasure, and we definitely appreciate you spending time with us. So, what have you been doing inside of Hearthstone? Inside of Hearthstone? Uh, jamming a whole lot of Hunter. Um... I, I gave up on playing Hunter lately uh, after multiple balance patches nerfed it. And then uh, I came across a list that Glory posted on Twitter that I was pretty excited about. And uh, I knew the balance patch, the new one, was looming. And I thought it would be cool to give it a try. And found that I really liked it and it was doing well. And uh, kept jamming it all the way up to, uh, I think, right around top 50 legend. So uh worked out pretty nicely. Uh, what is that list? I've been personally playing the Arcane Secret Yog Hunter that comes from Sid. I got a, a little bit of an adjustment that plays some uh, Krakens and some other cards. But what are you playing right now? Uh, you run Prison Breakers in your, that list from Sid? Who doesn't? <laughs> nice. Yeah, Prison Breakers are really good. So... Uh, interestingly enough, the list from Glory is about two cards different, I think, than the list from Sid. Uh, that's what Sid was telling me before. So it's, it's extremely similar. It still runs Yogg, it runs Bananas, it runs, um, you know, all the spell payoff stuff with some Arcane, uh, like a minimal Arcane package. And I honestly can't quite remember what the different two cards were. Uh, I know Sid really liked Jungle Jammer. So he was playing that. Uh, card's sadly a little bit more meme than it is, like, uh, quality. Um, and then outside of that, let me see, what was the other... I'm going to say they swapped out um, Hat Trick for a, a, bait, a bait and switch for a Hat Trick. Well, the, the list only runs three main deck secrets. One Cat Trick and two Hidden Meanings. So, uh, yeah, no bait and switches. Uh, probably, I don't know if Sid was running collateral damage or just one star power, uh, but that's what's in the glory list. Outside of that, maybe it's barrel of monkeys could be the difference. Uh, don't, don't quite know, but it's a really cool list. You can find it on glory's Twitter. Um, you know, it's a fairly recently posted, uh, last like four or five days or so. Yeah. Um, so I am a patron of Coin Concede, and if you are a $10 patron, and this is for everybody in our Discord and everybody in that listens to this, $10 a month gets you a one-hour coaching with a member of Coin Concede. So that could be Wicked Good, that could be Magesa, that could be Edelweiss. And that's worth it for 10 bucks. And I just played a bunch of Arcane Secret Hunter about an hour ago. And nice. I think we went 5-0 and once we switched to that, I think, the glory list. So... It's definitely well worth it. Um, I personally have been playing... So, I am unlike Ron Mexico, and I was at the bottom of the Legend Ladder, and I came in kind of towards the bottom, and I wasn't playing a ton. And then every time I played, I was playing more meme things like Earthen Paladin, which isn't bad, but I was also trying to do my own thing. So I, I spent the last week, or a couple days of the last week, trying to make a... Demon Hunter momentum spell kind of thing work. And sure. I had something that was going okay. It was fun. It was enjoyable. 
I got another list from somebody in the CoinCency Discord that was a little more Yog focused, but um, it seems to be a little better. I've actually started climbing with it, so um, I plan on trying to really hit the ladder. Tomorrow will be the first of the month. I plan on trying to hit that really hard and repair my MMR damage that I have done this previous month, but that's okay. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. I, I get to a point where I didn't care. I've been enjoying it. I've, um, I love, love, love Earthen Paladin. I love Kangor. I love Dancing Paladin. I've played a bunch of lists. The list that was going around was uh, one that had Pyromancer, and that's a fun card, and that works really well with equality or whatever, but that was the only non-pure Paladin card. So I put in the buff Tyrion, and I put in uh, Countess, which I know does not nice. have synergy with T- uh, with um, Kangor. Um, but so that's three cards that don't have synergy: Tyr, Tyrion. Oh, Tyrion does. So two cards: Tyr and Countess don't have synergy with uh, dance dancing um, Paladin because you don't want to have Kangor pull Countess or pull Tyr. But you can work around that. It's only two cards difference, and it's a lot of fun. And if you can get those. Uh, you know, legendaries rolling, it can help. Um, all in all, I've had a lot of success with it over the last couple of days, but not enough to repair. Well, hey, Countess is a lot of fun. Um, I would I would always recommend running Countess in Paladin decks. I mean, provided it's a pure Paladin, because that, that card is really, really fun. It allows you to do some stupid things that will win <laughs> you games in really weird ways, and it will also brick so hard that you'll just want to close the client. So I, I love Countess. It's fun. What have you been doing outside of the game of Hearthstone? Um, outside of Hearthstone, it's been a kind of a hectic uh, stretch of what last, I guess, month. Um, my partner had just finished up nursing school, and then she took the NCLEX, uh, which is a certification for nursing, and she just got the response that she passed it. Uh, I was helping uh, her like prep and get ready for that and then taking her to some appointments and such. And uh, it's been very, very whirlwind. Um, now she's got her, her first job lined up in nursing um, in just like a, a couple of weeks from now. Uh, so that's just been like overall really exciting is like the, the main thing going on in the household. Outside of that, you know, I just do um, work from home. So stay busy with that. That is fantastic, and I um I hope she's not on hope she's in a sector that's not going on strike because well <laughs> that would be beneficial to the win. I've heard there's a big nursing strike coming in the next couple of weeks, uh so that'll be interesting. Yeah, um we live in Virginia, so uh, there shouldn't be any issues in our area for the time being. Not that we've heard of, so so far so good. So I was in a, this is a little of a side, but I was in a convoy. Uh, so I was in, I, I was in Iraq. I was, I was in a convoy that we, I was, a, I think I was a gunner at the time and we're bringing people back and forth from Kuwait to Iraq, right? That's part of our job. And Kuwait is where we had our staging area. Iraq is, you know, the, the, the combat area or whatever. And mm-hmm. we had some people in our, our convoy and one of them, um, I'm driving along and, and I, I started to say, Hey, what do you do? He's like, I'm a patient care technician. I said, Oh, you're a nurse. Okay. He was a guy, he, he didn't want to say that, like that he was a nurse. He was like, I'm a patient care technician. It's like, you're a nurse, be proud of it. It's fine. And, but he was a customs officer in Iraq. Like that's what his job was as far as the military. And I said, Hey, you're customs. Okay. What would it cost me to bring home a tank? Because 
the week before, <laughs> some Iraqi offered us a tank when we we were expecting some place. There was a tank. It didn't work. He's like, hey, I'll, I'll sell this to you for like a thousand U.S. dollars. I was like, all right. Like, how much would it cost to um, bring home a tank? And he's like, uh, I can't do that. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm asking you, how much would it cost me to convince you to let me bring home a tank? And he was, he was, all, he wasn't having any of it. I was like, I wasn't trying to actually bring home a tank, but we could have had a little fun with it. Um, Unlucky. Couldn't bring home a tank. Everyone's dream, right? Um, <laughs> it'd be good in mud season. Uh, so me, outside of Hearthstone, I've been doing a ton. I went. It's been kind of a quiet week, just, you know, working and, and, and the lot. I went to the local fair today. We went to, you know, uh, they have all the food. I had a sausage. Nothing crazy. I, I avoided all the... Fried things like fried Oreos, fried Twinkies, fried dough, fried... You name something, they fry it. That, that's how these fairs work. But all I had was a sausage because, you know, I love, I, I love a good uh, spicy sausage at the fair. But um, I got some fantastic dark news this week. I went to my doctor on Thursday. I go every three months because I've been kind of like bordering that line of diabetes because um, I put on a little weight. And... This time, the first time in like a year and a half, I've actually lost 10 pounds. I dropped my blood sugar a couple pounds. My doctor walked in. He introduced himself like I was a new patient. He was like, hi, nice to meet you. I'm Dr. Rosenbaum. Welcome. Because <laughs> he, nice. he was like, I don't know who you are, but great. He's So I, I was like, I want to start playing basketball. I want to see a nutritionist. He's like, three months ago, I would not have agreed to any of that. But sure, I like the way you're going. So that's been a lot of positive work for me. Uh, well, I've congrats. Been that's great that. to hear. It's been, so the biggest thing is I don't want to give up like at night when I'm streaming or podcasting, whatever. I don't, I want to have a beer. I'm fine with that. If I go to a restaurant, I don't want to have a salad, maybe I'll have a side salad, but I want to just get whatever I want. If I try to enjoy myself when the situation is available, if I go to a sub shop, I used to get a large because it's a lot more efficient to get a large because a small is like seven bucks, a large is 10 bucks or whatever it might be. And you get a lot more food for the money. But now I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to get a small. If we do that, most of the time, if my wife says, hey, we're going to get a pizza, I'm going to get a pizza or Domino's. I say, nah, I'm good. Instead of just, you know, getting a pizza that I'll eat for the next few days. Eating salads and soups for lunch, for the most part, lets me cheat when I want to. And just deciding to eat better not always, but most of the time has helped a ton. So I'm hoping by December, I've lost another five pounds and I'm hoping by the December after that, I'm back to fighting weight. So we're trying to go slowly, but surely not trying to overdo it. not trying to make it to a place where I don't want to do it anymore. Cause that's what happens. Usually you like, all right, it's time to diet. And then you go full in and you're like, I'm going to eat egg whites and I'm going to eat salad. And I'm going to have no, I, the biggest thing probably has been no, sugar and no uh creamer my coffee i just drink it black now so i'm drinking less coffee because black coffee yuck but two <laughs> you get a lot of calories from that and it, it's surprisingly a lot of calories from that and there's just cutting out little things and drinking seltzer instead of soda or whatever makes a huge difference so um try to do things in moderation i'm not a doctor but the little things you do can help moderation is good oh. i agree but ron Enough about me. I think our listeners want to know a little, little bit about you. So 
how did you get started in Hearthstone and gaming in general? Uh, well, I pretty much followed my brother in a whole lot of things. Um, I have an older brother, and he uh, was the one who introduced me to Hearthstone. Back um, when we were younger, when we were growing up, Blizzard games were like kind of a big part of what we like to do. Um, we we got into you know Diablo, Diablo two especially like hard into Diablo two, and um, we we played a lot of Warcraft two. We played a lot of Starcraft and Starcraft Brood War and all that stuff. Like in the early days of Battle.net, you know, and all that. Uh, and, and we just really liked a whole lot of the Blizzard properties. He was big into World of Warcraft when it came out. Um, I was not so much into World of Warcraft because I know myself and I have a bit more of an addictive personality than my brother does when it comes to certain things, especially like gaming like that. Uh, and I was like, I don't think this game would be healthy for me. <laughs> So I avoided the whole World of Warcraft craze because I thought I would probably spend too much time on it. And um, my brother was like really into WoW. And then uh, later when Hearthstone came out, um, he played it for a little bit. You know, uh, I didn't really play much. And then he finally got talked me to, into trying it in like, I think it was like September of 2015. And I've literally been playing ever since. Uh, I I entered into Hearthstone in like the grand tournament. I think it was the expansion at the time that I started playing, and um, just yeah, it it had everything that I liked. It had the the cool you know Warcraft characters uh, and some properties that I recognized from before. Um, when I was a kid, I was also or younger at least. I was I was also really into card games, specifically poker. And Hearthstone's like wizard poker, you know? Uh, it, it combined a lot of aspects of what I really enjoyed about gaming. And, uh, yeah, it's it's kept me hooked ever since. I played WoW since vanilla, pretty much. Uh, we've nice. talked about it in the past. But um, I've stopped playing about six months ago, maybe. I don't know, four or six months ago. Um, I plan on joining back up to play some of the... Uh, they have an Arvis pet now for the Halloween things. So I might try to get that and just play a little bit. But for the last 16 years, whatever it's been since 2005 ish, I've been raiding Tuesdays and Sundays every night. I ran Ooh. a raiding guild. Um, a lot of wow. The fact that I kind of, the fact that I stepped away and was, I, I'm, I'm a guild leader. I've had a guild that I've been keeping. I mean, there were times where um, out of sheer determination, I kept my guild together. Um, and the fact that I actually stepped away and said, Hey, I, I'm, I, cause I started streaming. I started playing Hearthstone. I started doing content. I started doing the podcast and to also raid and also do all the things you need to do to be a raider, which isn't just showing up on Tuesdays and Sundays or whatever nights you raid. You have to be right. mythic pluses. You have to do this. It's a lot. And I have a kid, I have a job, I have other things. And for the first time in my life, I really stepped away. I said, I'm good. I'm going to step away for a bit. And it's been probably healthy. I miss it. I miss more of the time with the guild than anything because, you know, I built up this family of the guild is a family. It's friends. It's people that you spend a lot of time with. Um, of course. But, you know, I'm fine with it. Um, it's been it's been a transition, though. Well, speaking of transitions. You've recently started podcasting with Dragon Rider. 
Um, so why don't you talk about that? How did that get started? What are you podcasting about and how do you like it? Um, I really enjoy it. And, uh, as far as how it got started, that was Dragon Rider and Atachi who first started the TCCG Roundtable podcast. Um, that was, I don't know exactly how long ago it's coming up on 35, close to 40 episodes. And it's been a little bit more intermittent because of scheduling and other, uh, changes here and there. But, uh, most of the time we at least try to make it a weekly podcast. Um, and it's, it's centered around what's going on in like overall card games across just multiple different popular card games. So we'll, we'll do new segments and cover things that are happening, not just in Hearthstone, but in magic, the gathering in Marvel snap in Pokemon in Yu-Gi-Oh in um, Flesh and Blood, in Soulforge, Fusion, uh, like uh, just you name it. There's a whole bunch of different games uh, that are always going on. Lorcana has been a, a really big one that just came out and started to cover that too. Uh, just a, a whole lot of stuff. And it's really fun because we have different conversations around not just like those specific other card games, but like a topic of the week that might be uh, related to a specific game or just games in general, keywords, uh, gameplay things, um, prep for tournaments, you know, just, just a wide ranging different number of topics that we kind of get to pick and choose on. And it's been a good time. She just asked me to join when Itachi was unavailable, um, not too long ago and knew that he wasn't going to be available anymore to continue the podcast. And I've had a blast continuing it with her. And I listen to the podcast. I don't catch it every week, but I catch it most of the time. And it is great if you like card games, like Hearthstone, but you also don't want to just focus on Hearthstone. It, it is a great listen because you learn um, a little bit about strategy, about things, and understand what might be coming up and all that. So if, if your focus is purely Hearthstone, you still want to listen. But if your focus is just card games in general, you definitely want to give it a listen because we love Dawn here. She's on here just about every month. and um, they they give us a lot of good information, so I definitely recommend it. But you're also yeah, and she she Dawn, carries me on that podcast uh, for sure because I pretty much like only know Hearthstone. <laughs> she she covers like so much other stuff. There's a lot of legwork she puts in behind the scenes too, which is incredible. But you work with her also on Amber Flight Gaming. She's the president, but you're also a big part of that. Can you talk about that a little bit? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So Amber Flight Gaming is the esports team we're a part of, and um, recently. Don Dragon Rider was uh, accepted into one of the um, the Hearthstone creator programs too, and we get to funnel a little bit of that in, in um, like promoting some tournaments and otherwise uh, with like the creator program rewards for packs and and so on. So keep an eye out for like an upcoming tournament. We we haven't nailed down a date yet, but it's in the works for planning. Um, and just kind of cover, uh, multiple things too, not just Hearthstone. Um, one like really big player in the Pokemon scene nails or Nick Navari is, uh, on AFG and has been killing it at, uh, multiple different Pokemon events around the globe lately. Um, that's, that's probably like AFG's biggest, like, uh, performance success wise. 
Um, sadly, because of the Hearthstone esports scene changing, it has caused a big shift in focus um, because there's just so few that can actually make it into the competitive scene. So we had a lot of players that were looking to be competitive in Hearthstone that has now changed a little bit more towards just a Hearthstone content focus. Um, but fairly newer esports org just kind of looking to continue to develop and grow. I don't know what you're talking about because I know Hype Horizon had a couple of people in the uh, Master Store last time, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> so, um, right, right. And you stream five nights a week now. So, are you a full time streamer or um, are you a part time streamer? How does that work? Uh, what What is your streaming? Uh, how does streaming work for you? And do you enjoy? So, it? Uh, I do. I do love streaming. Um, I have a goal to make it into something that becomes my full-time job my primary source of income but currently it does not um, bring in enough money to pay the bills so I also have to do uh, part-time on the side where I work from home so I guess I I mean I don't know if I can totally consider myself a full-time streamer or work I, I stream about 25 hours per week maybe a little bit more um, but We'll see how it develops. For now, um, sticking with that time frame and intending to take it as seriously as possible and possibly increase the amount of time that I stream, but uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. And and Ron, on, on sadly for me, you stream about the same times I do, but you have a a much bigger success rate, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, if you haven't watched a Ron stream, you definitely should because not only is he so you can watch some streamers that, you know, play the game at a high level and you have some streamers that'll talk about their plays. Ron does both. So if you're not following Ron, you need to. So please go do that. But specifically, you play a lot of, you, you do play pretty much all the classes, but you focus on Hunter. So what about Hunter draws you in? Uh, well, it just is a fondness that developed over time. If I really had to like pinpoint one specific thing. If there's a style that I, I would have to say that I like the most in Hearthstone, it's mid-range, but that type of strategy doesn't truly exist anymore like it did in the early days of Hearthstone. But that was one of the things that kind of got me hooked um, to start playing. When I had to decide on like a class to start with, um, Hunter is, is the opening class for lots of players because... It is um, usually like aggression oriented and therefore has cheaper decks to start off. So it's much easier to build a, like a competitive hunter deck than it is to build a competitive different class deck if you're just brand new to Hearthstone. Uh, and then it just kind of it just kind of won me over. I also uh, more than anything else, I love beasts, man. Uh, the the animal companion and like unleash the hounds and all that different stuff uh, i was i was so excited to play with just like this is a deck that is proactive it's aggressive it kind of dictates the pace of the game and it gets all these cool beasts to play around with which just seemed really fun to me so that got me into it and then as it continued um the complexity of the class did deepen a little bit and i, I find myself now my favorite style of gameplay is like something that can be flexible and 
there are certainly times where Hunter does not have the level of flexibility as other classes, but it has enough and has had enough for a long enough period of time that is still kind of retained my focus as just my absolute favorite class. Uh, that being said, I do play... Well, I play about 11 classes. <laughs> uh, Priest, I'd call my least favorite or my 12th favorite class, whichever you want to put it. Um, but, you know, everything else I have, uh, I've gotten a lot, a lot of games on. What's your favorite Hunter deck of all time? Or in general? That's, like, like, what are your favorite? Ar- that's deck it. Or archetype? Yeah. That's an easy one. That one's Death Rattle Hunter. Um, the Death Rattle Hunter deck from when uh, Deathstalker Rexar, the make a custom zombies hero card was around. Um, it happened to be just the most competitive deck at the time. And it was pretty strong specific build. I'm referring to ran like devil sore eggs and, um, Katharina to pull like the giant beasts out of your deck and such, and had a death rattle that pulled more giant beasts. But that was like a shell that just was really strong and could win games the the only thing I wanted to do in any game that I played with that deck was play the hero card and make custom zombies. It's the most fun I've ever had in Hearthstone. I love that card to death, and any deck that was able to run that card, uh, I was I was hooked. Uh, my first legend was with Hunter, and it was with Zelay Hunter. It was a dragon hunter that had the rottenness streaks and and. Nice. Just general things. I so it, it was strong it was, deck. It was a lot of fun, um, and I I love playing like you were saying like you love the Death Rattle Hunter. I right now, like I said, I've been playing a lot of Demon Hunter, which is you know the 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 second cousin to Hunter. Uh, I have loved playing something with Ignis, and getting a you know a good weapon, and then playing uh what's it called the the five mana spell the. Um, yeah, card draw swinging. things and find momentum, make it cost zero, get a whole no, no, bunch of attack play, at once. You, yeah, and you and play going down him. swinging, and you hit into everything. Oh. So, like, all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. you take, like, you, you, you equip a 10-mana right. weapon that gives you either armor or 8-mana minions or whatever, a lifesteal, and then you play going down swinging, clears their board, you have, like, 45 armor. What are they going to do? That's, That's pretty fun. fun. Yeah, I can see it. All right, so... You've been playing, you you play at a top level. So for those that don't know, Ron enters Legend in the top 100. And he is usually in somewhere between rank 24 to rank 200, depending on what deck he's playing and, and how things are going. But um, you ever think about trying to push for a Masters Tours finish? Uh, I've tried. Uh, I've qualified for three different Masters Tours and played in them. Um, but the way that the esports scene is now, it's not really possible. Um, honestly, I feel like I'm not good enough to make it. And, uh, I, I don't say that to be like self-deprecating or, uh, that I'm like, you know, down on myself or something. It's just that realistically, the people at the very top are so incredibly good uh, and or spend like uh, just an insane amount of time to get to where they are. The competitive scene only enables 16 total players to make it to a Masters Tour. That's out of the millions of people that play Hearthstone. 
Uh, I can make it in the top 100 legend of uh, the Americas region. I've done that consistently for multiple months, and I get one singular Master's Tour point, or one singular point towards making a Master's Tour if I make it in, like, the top 100. Uh, you need to get, like, top five finishes consistently in order to make it there. The highest rank I've ever been was rank two legend, but that wasn't at the end of the season. I think the highest ever finish I've gotten was somewhere maybe in the top 50. I can't remember. Um, and that just doesn't cut it. The The fact of the matter is the scene, how they've changed it, how they've changed who qualifies, it is not big enough for anyone but the best of the best. We're talking like top point zero one percent type of players and we're going to talk a little bit about this more later but um do you think personally like i know you just said i'm not the top point oh one percent i i i disagree with you because i've seen you play i think you are do you think that it's because you focus hyper hyperly on one class or do you think it's strictly that you don't have enough time to put the games in uh, well uh, I appreciate your faith in me. Um, I will say that, like, uh, when it comes down to it, usually uh, making it to the very top means reading the meta correctly and playing the number one top broken meta deck or finding the counter to said top meta deck uh, that is kind of permeating ladder everywhere. And then what happens most of the time is you find yourself playing either a lot of mirrors or a lot of games where um, you have to make sure that like your counter paid off or something. And then when you get to the top top part of Legend, you're facing the same players over and over. And then it becomes uh, a weird like queue battle where you might be into sort of a rock, paper, scissors meta. And if you ran into so-and-so like multiple times and they're on such and such a deck, now you need to pick the counter to that deck and hope that you queue into them or try to queue into them. And then if they switch to, then you're in kind of this weird back and forth. So there's a lot of uh, non-Hearthstone skills that go into uh, getting up at the very top of Hearthstone in, in certain cases at the very least, unless you're just, you know... Um, completely incredible at the game where you know you see some of the same people who are just unbelievably good at the game uh players like you know pocket train or mcbanterface um weak you i think has been uh consistently in the america's region like in top you know five top three finishes might have the most total points for uh qualification for worlds but all of those things are really important and um, for me, it's, it saps the fun out of the game, like completely. If you are trying to do everything to compete and make it to the Master's Tour, uh, you have to play an obscene amount of Hearthstone games, much more than the 25 hours a week that I put in on stream. And you also need to be playing decks that, to be quite frank, Decks I kind of hate and and would not enjoy personally playing those decks. And I think that might make me a little bit worse at those decks. Um as as well as the fact that uh if you're not enjoying it, um it can 
it can chip away at your gameplay too. So multifaceted answer, I guess, to that uh, question. No, fantastic. Um, so, what is something? This is not. Uh, this is not something that was on the uh, questions I gave you. But what is something people might not know about you that would be interesting? Like, it doesn't have to be serious. It could be fun. What is something that people would find surprising about you? Uh, I do have a fun little story about um, the time I I lived in Ireland for a year. So um, when I was when I was really young, I was about twelve years old. My dad got a teaching position for one year, a Fulbright scholarship to teach at University College Dublin. So he grabbed our family, we packed up and moved to Ireland, lived there for a year, and then came back to the states and you know resumed our our normal lives. And he went back to teaching, you know, at uh, University of Florida where he was teaching before. Um, but in that one year, uh, experienced a lot. Ireland was very fun. It's a, it's a great place. Uh, it's actually where I proposed to my partner um, in Ireland as well. Like years later, her and I took a trip there and uh, did did the whole proposal thing. But um, when I was 12 living in Ireland, I just so happened to be uh, leaving a basketball game very late for my school. And I was hurrying across the street. And what do you know? I get hit by a car. And, uh, I'm like kind of sprinting and the car is going like, I don't know, 30 something miles an hour. Apparently what happened was I flipped over the car, like a full flip. I was carrying a duffel bag with my gym clothes in it and such. And, uh, the craziest thing, the duffel bag, like kind of flipped around me and landed underneath my head as a pillow, as I hit the asphalt, uh, got up. Walked over to the curb. I was like, All right, "Sorry, <laughs> you guys can move along now." <laughs> you know they they weren't gonna listen to the twelve year old who just got hit telling them to do that. So they called an ambulance. Uh, did that whole thing. I was fine. Uh, apparently, didn't even break a bone, which is fantastic. Just you know, a little bit of shock. Went back to school and everything. A few days later, uh, the the guy who hit me was all shook up. He was an art teacher. He came in and like brought me chocolates in the hospital. It was just, like a really nice guy. Uh, but really interesting, fun experience. Uh, that's, that's one of my top stories to go to when, uh, people ask me, you know, something they might not know about me. Cause it's very, very interesting experience. If, if actually, that duffel bag didn't land under my head, who knows? Maybe, <laughs> maybe it's just over for Ron Mexico right there. You know, maybe it's easier for people to climb cause you're not in their way. Um, <laughs> I actually get hit by a car once too on my birthday, but it wasn't a big deal because I was in a, it was like a car wash and I was, I was a kid. I was playing, we were running around the car wash and a car was pulling out and it hit me and I ran up onto the hood. Wasn't a big deal, but, um, I still got hit by a car. So last question of the interview is, and this is not on here. I meant to add this. Why are you named Ron Mexico? I mean, I know the answer, but. Let the listeners know. Uh, so Ron Mexico is a name that comes from um, a, a very dumb athlete named Michael Vick, who used that as a fake name to stay in hotels and such. And that was from like back in 2003. Uh, I came across it mainly because I'm a fan of the Atlanta Falcons in the NFL and Michael Vick was drafted by the Falcons back in like 2001 
and this was a a weird scandal that that happened for him prior to his scandal that he's much more well known for um but uh i thought the name was hilarious i thought it was a ridiculous story and i made that my username for like a fantasy football team and then it just kind of branched out from there and it suddenly just became my name and online spaces and basically i've just been using that as my username uh online for 20 years now very nice i'm in a fantasy golf league which sounds boring but you you i love it because you pick a team and then that's it you just follow it for the rest of the golf season and you finish in the money you don't so you like you pick your players you don't have to worry about a waiver wire or anything you just pick it and go we have tied with a team called Carlos Danger twice. And Carlos Danger was a name that um, a former congressman used to use um, as a pseudonym <laughs> for um, sending gross things. Right. But um, just it's just the weird names that people use to alias themselves is hilarious. But yes, yes, we all love animals here. So if you are like worried about Ron saying like why are you Carlos uh, why are you Ron Mexico, we love animals. It was just a stupid name, and you you picked up that name before all that thing happened, I believe. So I uh, I did, but it it always causes some level of concern to me in different moments or not. Um, so anytime I'm asked about the name, I always try to make sure I go on record to say, you know, this name is literally specifically intended to make fun of Michael Vick, not to support Michael Vick or any of his actions at any point in his life. Um, just to, just to put that out there. But to me, it's just like a funny name that's kind of moved on from its origin and just become like, uh, something I, I, I like the sound of it now at this point, And it just will remain my, my name going forward. You're talking to somebody named after a former 80s wrestler. So what are you going to do? Love it. All right. So I reached out to the THL board and I said, hey, I would love to have someone from THL on our podcast. Who would you recommend? And the first person you re- they recommended, I believe it was Sakio, was Ron Mexico. And I said, great, because I was already trying to get Ron on the show anyway. So this works out perfectly. So... You know, Doc and I are both in the pro league in THL, and we've been talking about it a lot over the last year. Uh, Ron, I believe you're on the board of directors or some kind of board, whatever it might be, for THL. So for our listeners, officially, what is THL? Well, I'm so glad you asked. THL is um, a team-based, semi-competitive Hearthstone league, and every expansion, there is a new season. Uh, so it basically is a tournament style setting where you join typically it's teams of five players you'll have a someone who is decided as a captain essentially and that captain can either play or not play and they pick a group of five players depending on the type of league uh, that you're playing in within THL it could be like salary cap based where it tries to allow for different skill levels or it could be no salary cap based where, you know, it's it's kind of no holds barred. It's a free for all. It's typically what's referred to as the pro league because you can have the best of the best play in it. And do I ever mean the best of the best? Because people I was, I was talking about who make it to master's tours 
uh, even when there's only 16 people making it to Masters Tours. For instance, McBanterface and Pocket Train, they do actually play in THL, uh, and they're in a pro league. Uh, so competition is extremely fierce in certain levels of THL, but in other levels of THL, um, it's very much laid back. Uh, you know, you have a, a different salary cap called a player rating, uh, where teams comprise a team based around, you know, where different skill levels fit in. And it's just good fun. Um, you know, there's no stakes uh, unless you specifically want to join the one league that happens to have, you know, a buy-in with stakes. That is a very specific thing. Outside of that, everything is just, you know, free. Uh, you play for pride. You play for fun. And it's a great way to learn better how to play Hearthstone, especially if you want to play in a competitive style uh, with tournaments. Okay, so a few things to unpack there. I'm in the Pro League, and I've played some Grandmasters, and I am the five seed, most four or five seed most of the time out of out of five. Yes. And and <laughs> and Ron, when he starts talking about like pocket training with Bannerface, that's because they're on his team. Ridiculous hat is on his team. Um, uh, we do a little so, cheating over here yeah. and, and get the absolute best players. They're like, oh, yeah, by the way, Ron Mexico, I don't know. Maybe, I, I mean, I'm a top 50 player. I'm like the third seed. Eh, whatever. Um, what is this? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about as far as the buy-in. Um, I'm interested. Can you talk, talk more about that? Absolutely. So uh, there's multiple ways that you can play in THL. Uh, there's a, a league called Legacy Series that's closed deck list and uh, conquest style format. That one's free. There's Hero Series, which is the last hero standing format. That one's free. The Pro Series, uh, you know, open deck list conquest format. That one's free. There's the Wild series. You play in Wild. It's also open deck list. No salary cap on that one either. That one's free. Um, the only one that has any kind of buy-in is called Trio series. And it specifically is a team comprised of only three players. And you all play together in voice chat. Uh, it's a buy-in prior to the season of $10 for each player. So each team winds up putting in $30 and at the end of the season, uh, the winner of the trio season, and you know, uh, I believe the runner-up to, uh, I'm I'm out of date on checking what the prize pool is, but the prize pool is clearly, um, you know, laid out on the website. But basically, you get to have a a portion, of course, of the buy-in when you finish at the top at the end of the season. I did not realize trios was, I, I knew about trios. I didn't know trios was a buy-in. So this is news to me and I'm very excited. Right on. And I'm not good enough, but I want to do it. I don't care. I, 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 well, hey, I have you can just have, you can just have other people carry you, you know, uh, the beauty of trios is you can have a team with one really good player and two people who don't even know anything about Hearthstone. Uh, if I could convince, you know, pocket train to play trios, I could have Pocket Train play on the Trios team with literally any two people. As long as Pocket Train is the one who's piloting the decks, uh, the other two might just be telling jokes in voice chat with Pocket as he's winning games. You know. But to be fair, well, 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 I understand what you're saying. Pocket is you know a great Hearthstone player. He could beat three people on his own. But 
you put three people that if you take three people that know how to play Hearthstone, you can probably discuss things where it's like I would think of play X, uh, this other player would think of play Y, and this other player would play Z. If you talk about it together, you could probably still have some success. So that's very interesting. I think I, I think I want to try to get involved in trios next season. I'm very excited. I'm in the like I said, I'm in the pro league. I've done wild league before. It's a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. But we're talking about people like Pocket Train, McBannerface, Ron Mexico. Um, a lot of high level players there. Um, do you need to hit a certain level or what if I'm like what if I'm bronze? What if I'm diamond? What if I'm gold? What if I'm platinum? Like, where should I be if I want to get involved in THL? So there's room for all skill levels in THL, and you might find it a little bit difficult when you first start out, but that is what the salary cap that I was referring to before is for. Um, That is, uh, there's a player rating that ranges from, uh, these points are arbitrary, arbitrarily, arbitrary in like a general sense, that they were just determined uh, a little while ago to kind of assess a general range of, you know, skill level. So the absolute highest player rating that you can have is 550, and the absolute lowest player rating that you can have is 50. And out of five players, each team in the salary cap leagues, which is Hero and Legacy, uh, get to craft their team as a team that can reach a cap of 1,850 total player rating points. So um, people who are brand new to Hearthstone, they're going to come in, they've never hit Legend, you know, they uh, the player rating for brand new players is based off of your highest ladder finish. So if you haven't really finished ladder uh, in a, a high rank or anything, you're most likely entering at a 50 player rating. And there are plenty of teams that always want to have a 50-player rating player. Uh, Sometimes it's a sought-after commodity because this unknown person entering is someone who you can really kind of take under your wing and help figure out how to play Hearthstone to the best of their ability. And they can show massive growth. And then all of a sudden, hey, this person's a a bargain, whereas before they weren't, you know? Uh, One season in THL, and they learned how to play correctly... And now they're hitting Legend, where they never were before. If they had hit Legend before entering THL, maybe their player rating something like a 300. But because they entered at 50, they stay at 50, and it makes them a sought-after commodity in salary cap, uh, re- for salary cap reasons for other teams that are trying to pick like the right player to fit their team construction. Uh, but there's so many elements of gameplay within THL that just... It's so engaging. It's it's a fantastic community that's very welcoming and wholesome, and we we get people just of of all different kinds of skill levels who are just trying to they have their own different goals maybe, but a lot of people are just trying to learn and improve, get better at the game, and this is such a great way to do that. Uh, you'll play people who are dramatically better than you are. Uh, sometimes you'll pay, play people who are at the same skill level or maybe uh, haven't quite caught up to your skill level yet. Um, so it, it very much ranges, and the way that the seeding is constructed in those types of formats, specifically the the Hero series and the Legacy series, um, 
is designed to try to match you up with someone who's much closer to your skill level. One seeds play against one seeds. Five seeds play against five seeds. So it's not like somebody who's going to come in who's never, you know, hit legend at any point in, you know, their their whole time of playing Hearthstone is going to all of a sudden be facing like Mr. Rank 1 legend, for instance. Like that's not really a thing that happens unless you decide to dive into the pro league. If you're playing in the pro series, all bets are off. Um, usually, you know, we want people to at least have an idea that they know what they're getting into before they dive into that. If you're easily discouraged, probably not a great idea to just immediately sign up for a pro team um, because the competition is extremely fierce there. But in other series it's a lot more balanced towards what your projected skill level is based on how you've finished in previous seasons of ladder. I'm going to be a little honest. I've been in the pro season the last two years or the last two seasons. Last season, mm -hmm. I started off 0 and 4. I finished 4 and 4. I was really good. Nice. This season, I'm like 0 and 5 or 0 and 6, whatever we're at. I played former grandmasters. Despite my, yes. you know, whatever. Like, I played Judgment. I played Najee Boston. I played some really good players. And I've, a lot of times, gone two and three. I, I took Judgment to two and three. That's excellent. I, right. So, I, I feel a very bad difficult my, player to take two games of Hearthstone off of. Right. And, and it's just like one of those things where it's like, did, did I win? No. You still help your team if you go two and three. If you go on three, it's a little worse, but it, it's just a lot of fun. And it's like when you can go against some of these players, maybe you don't win. It's not always necessarily they're going to beat you probably. But if you can like look at what they play, what they like, you can evaluate, hey, they play a lot of aggro. Maybe I can leverage that to my advantage. And if you can have a week where you're like, holy crap, I beat Ron Mexico. What the hell? Like, I know he never loses, but maybe he'll lose one of these weeks. And, I um, lose plenty. <laughs> but it, it is a fun thing. Especially playing like THL, I lose plenty. So, let's talk about this. How, how we, one of our listeners says, this sounds fun. Maybe not the pro leagues for me, maybe it is. But how do I, how do I join a league? How do I get involved? So, it's, it's very simple. Uh, there is a new player guide on the THL website. So all you need to do is go to www.teamhearthleague.com uh, and there will be links to join the Discord, which is probably one of the main ways you want to uh, get started. Uh, there will be a way to find your PR, your player rating, and that's how you determine, you know, where you stand in terms of team construction for those uh, salary cap base leagues that I mentioned before. You can figure out which series is going to work best for you. Uh, maybe you're really good at Hearthstone already and you want to jump straight into pro uh, and try to face off against the best the THL has to offer. Maybe you want to play in all of the leagues. You know, that's also an option. There's no limit to that. Uh, you can find a way to register, and then uh, usually the best thing to do is just post in the Discord in the Free Agents channel uh, that you're looking for a new team. Uh, you can join at any time. Sometimes the best point is just before a new expansion starts, 
because every THL season essentially is based around when every new expansion comes out. Uh, the way that the seasons run is basically always from the start of a new expansion until the end of that expansion. Uh, the season will end just before uh, a new expansion is starting. Occasionally there will be a little off-season event here and there too because there's sometimes a little bit of a gap. Um, but that's, that's kind of how it goes down. And the best way is always just the THL website. Look up the new player guide, go from there. I went to the THL Discord. I applied in free agency. And you guys know me. I'm around I'm around Hearthstone. People know me a little bit. But I said, hey, here's where I am. I want to join a team. And somebody said, hey, I know Tito. He, he's a good person. You should take him. And I joined um, the team that I'm on, the Opportunistic Players. And it's been a lot of fun. And you put yourself out there. It's, it, it's a great experience. If you've never had experience playing as a competitive player, there are ways. It like so. Let's say I want to do THL, but I'm not. I'm not sure I'm ready for it. Join the Coin Conceive Listener series. Join the Born to Be Wild series. Join to be whatever. But honestly, just join. Just get in there. Have fun. No one's. I mean, we're competitive, but no one's going to be like, I can't believe you lost. What the hell, dude? Get out of here. <laughs> That's not how it works. Yeah. It's we work together like I'm in a team and I say, hey, this is what I'm thinking of playing this week. And then once decks get submitted, you. So one thing Ron said was some leagues are closed. Some leagues are open. A closed deck list means, you know, that they're playing Hunter, Paladin, Shaman, but you don't know what the decks look like. So you can look at the meta and say, well, I know that Evolve Shaman something. I know that Outcast Demon Hunter something. I know that. Um, whatever, uh, pure paladin something. So they're probably bringing that. You can look back on what they've done in previous weeks, and then you can kind of try to figure out a lineup that either you're comfortable with, or maybe you could try to counter them. And you can talk about this with your team. Most teams have a Discord specifically for their teams, and you can try to like, okay, this is what I'm comfortable with. This is what they're playing. How do I? How do I win? And competitive Hearthstone is such a different animal than hopping on ladder and you won't understand it really until you get in there and do it. And there's no reason not to get in there and do it. Have fun. Hearthstone's a game. Games are supposed to be fun. Get in there. You'll love it. Um, playing a league is very different than ladder. Like I said, um, so let's say somebody that's listening says, all right, I'm in, I'm going to join THL. What advice do you have for them as far as preparing to play? Uh, just as simple as like trust your teammates um trust your teammates have as much fun as you can just put yourself out there and uh get involved in the community and and have a good time um you'll pick up a lot just as the weeks go on as you're playing normally uh if you're someone who really wants to dive in to get a little bit more like strategy planning in advance um Ask your higher seated teammates and they are almost always going to be a wealth of knowledge of different ways to try to prepare and, and design lineups and approach certain things a certain way. Uh, there's also a THL YouTube that you can go to Team Hearth League, uh, just search on YouTube and there's even videos of, you know, the proper a uh, way to ban and, and set up like your lineup and so on when you're actually playing the games. Um, 
and multiple different videos of gameplay and otherwise that you can watch and see how the games play out, how it was casted, uh, all these different things. Um, kind of, you know, the world is your oyster because you can you can just play around and, and look at all kinds of different videos and get a feel for what the community is like and what the gameplay is like. And one of the cool things is, so basically you have one match a week in all leagues, I think. And you say it's Monday. So you're playing person X and you reach out to person X on discord and you say, Hey, I can play Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, nine to 12. And they say, Oh, I can do Wednesday at night. And you figure that out. You can also reach out and say, Hey, I'd love to play on stream. And they stream, I think Friday, Saturday and Sunday or, or some depending on what, what it is. And if your opponent agrees, you play and then you get spectated on THL the the official channel of uh um Twitch I don't know the exact name the Hearthstone League it might be or whatever and I just team you, Hearth League on Twitch as well thank you so you you get on there and you play your opponent and then when you're done you can go watch the vod and you can hear what the people are saying like people that are experienced in the league and experienced in Hearthstone and you you they'll see your game and they'll be like well, I think that in this case, he might want to play the secret and then follow it up by this card and then maybe hero power. And you can see what they say versus what you do and then listen to the reactions of what happened and see the games as they go and, and say, oh, wow, yeah, maybe I should have done that. You could learn a lot. I streamed for the first time about two weeks ago. Unfortunately, the player I was supposed to play was sick and I ended up playing a substitute. And I got reverse swept. I won the first two games and I lost the last three, but it was a lot of fun. And I watched the vibe later and it was just, it was so awesome to listen to and um, kind of just evaluate your play. And if you're not a yeah, streamer, if you're not, yeah, it's fun. Uh, I was, I was going to say like, it's, it's cool. Just um, getting to see yourself, like play a game of competitive Hearthstone on stream with broadcasters and all this other stuff. Uh, like you're, you know, in a master's tour yourself or something. It's it's like a, a small little mini representation of, you know, what it could be like if you hit the big time or something like that. Um, but also just important to note that uh, the, the casters, the broadcasters, they're nice. They're, they're not going to roast you for making mistakes, uh, even if mistakes are sometimes obvious. You know, it happens, you know, especially there could be some nerves for playing on stream too. And, and that's kind of taken into account, you know, they're, they're not going to be like, wow, I can't believe they made, you know, such a foolish play or something, you know, they, they'll say maybe they could have considered this play instead, or that's an interesting decision that they went with here. I wonder, you know, what the game plan is or something. Um, and then you could watch it back later and learn some things. Uh, or you could be like, uh, oh, I made a play that the casters didn't see, and they're like, wow, that, that was a great play. Uh, I think that was even better than the one that I thought maybe they should have made, and you celebrate that. So all these different cool things. I really screwed up game four that I was playing. It was I was playing against a mage, a um, uh, rainbow mage, or what do you call it? The uh, Yeah, rainbow mage. And yeah, I was rainbow. playing Relic DH, and I ran out of time because I was trying to like, you know, figure out things. And they had just played the spell that drew a bunch of four or fives across the board and wind fury and taunts and all that. And I ran out of time because I was trying to figure things out. 
And it's interesting to see what they say right off the bat. And it's just a lot lot of fun. And um, I recommend it. If you're not in THL and you want to play competitive Hearthstone, if ladder is not enough for you, um, I recommend reaching out, getting into the Discord. Even if you don't get into the next season, just follow along. A lot of great people there. You'll learn a lot and you'll have a lot of fun. Um, You have any other final thoughts on THL? Uh, check it out. Sign up. THL is always looking for new people, and uh, it's a it's a great way to engage in a Hearthstone loving community and get your fix for some competitive action. And if you don't feel like you want to play, but you want to try, like I would love to cast, or I would love to help out behind the scenes of a like if like I want to like work on things, they're looking for people for that too. So excellent point. There's always lots of openings and content. So if you're like, I want to work on content, I want to chat. I I think I could be a caster. Talk to them, join the discord. It's fun. It's great. Now, Ron, I had this whole other section about high level play, but we are about an hour in and it is already 11, 17. I know you have a match in like 13 minutes. So I'm going to table (laughs) the set, the last section here. And we're going to save it to bring you back in, in probably a month or two. Is that okay? Cool. It works for me. All right. So we're going to head off to the dessert. This is where we talk about, you know, we just had a big topic where we talked about a lot of things. We're a little full. We have room for a little more because, you know, dessert, always good. So, listener, we talk about it every week. Give us a review. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love a five-star. If you don't think it's five-star, that's fine. But the more you can help us expand our viewership and find new people, the easier it is to bring on fantastic guests like Ron Mexico. Ron said, you know what? If you are not, if, if you don't have at least 100 views a, a week, I'm not coming on. And he didn't really say that. But, <laughs> you know, the more we can get people on, the better. Um, Ron, what is your favorite dessert of all time? Uh, we talking just... Like food, favorite dessert to eat. Um, hmm. I you go to Dis- you go to uh, Disney World, you sit down, you have a great dinner. They say, "What would you like for dessert?" How you finish? I think I'd probably go for uh some kind of ice cream, like cookies and cream ice cream. I, I think I think that's the a go to. So my wife tonight, I only had a bite of it. But my wife got this, um, it was an ice cream cone, but it was a donut. The ice cream cone was a donut and it had ice cream in it and it wasn't bad. I had a little piece of the donut cone, um, at the fair that I was talking about before. Pretty impressive. I was like, she's like, you want some, go get some. I'm "I'm not buying a whole thing of that. That's just going to make me fat. But one bite of it, it was pretty good. Nice. So Ron, where can people find you? if they want to find you after this, which of course they do. <laughs> well, absolutely. You can find me um, on Twitter. Uh, I'm at, at Ron underscore HS on Twitter. You can find me on YouTube at Ron Mexico HS, and you can find me streaming on Twitch Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern at Ron Mexico HS. And I know all of you love watching me on Twitter. I know, excuse me, on Twitch. So watch Ron for the first two hours from seven to nine. Then come on over to me. It's good. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. Excellent um, plan. Ron, Ron is going to teach you. And, and Ron is, I mean this sincerely. Ron is somebody that's not just going to play a game and you're going to sit there and, and enjoy the banter and enjoy the, he's funny. He's engaging, but he's going to explain what he's doing. And he tells you like, Hey, I'm making this play because of X, Y, Z. And you're going to see it happen. And you're going to understand like, Hey, I understand a little bit better. Like, why did he make that play? Cause some, some streamers make a play and you're like, well, why did he do that? And then things happen. You don't really follow. Ron explains things. So you definitely want to be watching Ron. And, and he is, he is one of my favorite streamers out there. So Ron, um, I appreciate it. You can find me at Tito Santana HS on both Twitter and Twitch. But um, Ron, do you have anybody shout out this week? Well, first I just got to say thank you for the kind words, Tito. And, um, for shout outs, uh, I didn't have anyone specifically planned for a, a shout out, but uh, I always, every chance I get, want to shout out Dragon Rider. Um, she doesn't stream as regularly on Twitch anymore, but you can still find her on Twitch, uh, Dragon Rider TCCG. And you can also find her on YouTube at Dragon Rider TCCG, where she puts out a lot more of her regular content. Um, she, of course, uh, a fantastic Hearthstone streamer uh, personality. She's casted Masters Tours. You know, she's she's casted official Blizzard events and um, usually stays pretty up to date, not just on the card game scene at large, but everything Hearthstone related and usually has some great videos anytime, you know, some news comes out. Yeah, and you can also find her here at Bread and Butter. We usually have her on once a month talking about the basics of Hearthstone, our fundamentals. We're starting to reach the... 200 level where we're talking about a little bit more complex things like tilt and management of emotions and other things. Um, I think we're going to have her on either next week or the week after, assuming we can figure it out. So hopefully we talk to her soon. I'm going to thank Ron for Perfect being here. Perfect kind of shout out there. Yeah. Ron, appreciate you being here. It's been fantastic. I'm glad we were able to Ron, Ron streams Monday through Friday. So he gave up um, a little bit of his Saturday evening, one of his off nights to be here. So, um, make sure if you have a chance, if you go on to Twitter and say, thank you, Ron, for being on bread and butter, we would appreciate it because we want to try to bring him on because we had a whole topic <laughs> we didn't even get to tonight that was in our show notes. But um, if you want to know about being a high level player, because Ron is a high level player. So you want to hear more about that and some of the decisions he makes and how you kind of make that leap from being like a low-level legend player to a high-level legend player, or even maybe like a diamond player to a legend player, he's going to help us out. But you got to make him want to, you got to make him want to come back. So reach out, say, Ron, you were awesome. We want to hear from you again. And um, I'd like to shout out the Hype Horizon Battleground team. They got knocked out of the playoffs this week, so I don't think we made it into the money. But, I mean, it was Judge and Colonel Mustard and... um um absolute context connor and also uh, uh peaceful c uh and um arizona um we did really well and we lost to a team that had people like hockey plays and i don't know hopper bear so you know we we get knocked out by true professionals <laughs> so it is what it is but um anyway guys thanks for hanging out we appreciate you we'll see you next week um i think we're toast we'll see you later bye Take care.
slide two brothers meet one another when they slide up to the mic it's bread and butter with one another let's start up that recording light